I would like you to find and pinpoint one five two five four one. One five two five four one. And I want you to use something to point to that very accurately. On a Saturday in March, in a windswept corner of the Surrey Hills, something very special is happening. What you can hear behind me is 26 students gathered together on a weekend to do a practice two-day hike in the run-up to their Silver Duke of Edinburgh Award. Now, they've already done bronze, so they don't need their hands held, but they do need reminding about certain things. So behind me, you can hear Graham, our outdoor head of education, talking us through grid planning, maps, pacing, everything they need to have a successful adventure. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Serpent Heights podcast. I'm Anthony Sebastian, and today we'll be taking you on a Duke of Edinburgh hike. I'll be there for just one day of this two-day expedition, and on the way, we'll check in with students as they make their way from just outside Leatherhead all the way up Box Hill to where they'll be camping for the night. I'll talk to students about why they do it and what they get out of it, and I'll talk to staff who've been running these programs for years and really enjoy it themselves and believe it's a really, really important thing for young people to get involved in. Stay with us. doing is it what you expect okay so each one of these decision points this is the process that you need to go through and it feels a bit tedious to start with but it'll become second nature make sure your map's orientated where have you come from where are you going at the moment you're turning yeah away from the river is that correct check double check have a fight about it hey why are you asking me <laughs> what have you found hardest about today's uh, journey Staying motivated, I think that's the hardest bit. If you stop, it's hard to get going again. And how do you keep yourself motivated on the trip? Um, it's just kind of the little things, like, oh, you know, we'll have a break in 10 minutes, we'll have a lunch in 45 minutes. And I like food, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so food is your motivating factor. <laughs> yeah. Um, Beatrice, what about you? Or what have you found most challenging from today? Um, I've already keep motivated as well, but it's suddenly easier if you go with, like, friends and stuff, because you each other on and stuff. You're coming back for silver DV at the moment. You've done bronze already. What made you come back to do silver? Um, I think the opportunity that we have to do it, because some schools don't get to do it, and it's just a great thing to be able to do with all your friends and stuff. Um, well, at bronze, I had a really fun time with my friends. So, and I, when I found out some different friends were doing it, I was quite excited to do it again. Mm-hmm. And what are your skills? What were your skills and what are your volunteering programs? Um, for skills, I'm doing cooking, so I'm cooking like a meal for my family every week. And then volunteering, I'm doing stuff at the prep school. Sounds great. Um, for skills, I'm doing piano and volunteering at a charity shop. So on DV, we learn skills about orienteering, navigating the outdoor world. There, we, however, also build character as well. What sort of virtues and character traits do you feel you've developed while doing DV expeditions? Teamwork. I think you have to work with your team because otherwise you're never going to make it anywhere reading the math and stuff and you kind of tell each other you're wrong a lot, but it's good. Mm-hmm. So teamwork, cooperation, anything else? Um, resilience. It's like, I feel like that's developed a lot because it's hard, as we said before, it's hard to get up after you've stopped. So it builds character. So you've got resilience, teamwork. Pretty perseverance. Just keeping motivated just to get to the end. Good, and any of you interested in doing gold? 
I think I'll do it if I have people to do it with because I feel like if I'm not with my friends it kind of can be a bit demotivating because they kind of keep me going. Uh, yeah, exactly the same. I said to B, B if she does it, I'll do it. <laughs> right, so B, this all rests on you. <laughs> Are we doing gold? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much. Um, the, your next leg is probably about an hour's more hiking to the campsite. How do you feel about that? It's good. We've come quite a way, so. Yeah. And it's mostly flat. And it's mostly flat or downhill. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Thank you so much. All right, thank have a good you. day. Have a good hike. Watches are still actually really useful for this because you can time distances as well and work out how long it's going to get there. Yeah, it's really good if one of your group actually has a watch or something that tells time that isn't a phone. Does anyone have a watch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It did go on the kit list and we emphasised it, so fabulous. No, no, some people don't. Somebody in the group. I'm here with Mr. Johnson. Hello. Good morning. So, can you just tell us what we're doing today? Uh, so, we are out on our silver practice expedition uh, in the North Downs in what's becoming increasingly more pleasant weather. Uh, yeah, yeah, the weather at the moment, it's it started off nice and rainy, nice and wet. We're now squelching through some mud, but it's cleared up. Yep, really has. So uh, perfect, uh, perfect practice technique. So what this is, is a build-up expedition, if you like, simulating um, the conditions that uh, our participants will be going through on their assessed expedition in June. Um, the conditions underfoot aren't ideal, but uh, we're sort of going with the train-hard, uh, train-hard, assess-easy approach today. <laughs> So we started off with a couple of practice drills. Uh, can you just run us through a couple of them? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we, because it's been a, a little while since um, our participants did their bronze award, then uh, we've just had a, a revisit of some pacings and some bearings, techniques in micro-navigation. And it's just to ensure that uh, everyone who's going to participate in the assessment um, has the correct skills and techniques that they can operate independently. Because, of course, when they go on to their assessment, uh, they are remotely supervised. So we, we get to walk along with them today and just make sure that they're all on track and everyone's happy. When it comes to the assessment, they're going to go and do this as autonomously and independently as they can. And at the moment, we're, we're currently walking along a track and uh, the groups are going to take, uh, take it in turns to lead each stage. Uh, what are you anticipating the problems or challenges of today are going to be? Well, it's... Teaching navigation is uh, a funny thing because we, we can do that in, in a classroom setting or just around some picnic tables as, as we've just done. But when it comes to actually applying it in real life, when there's hard decisions to be made and there's multiple options, it's very easy to talk yourself into, um, well, I'll take that pathway because it looks easy or uh, I think that's the right one and it can very quickly go a bit wrong. So what we've been looking at this morning is how to take accurate compass bearings, how to measure distances accurately from the map and relating that on the ground so that people can make more accurate decisions and hopefully get um, a little less navigationally embarrassed. We've just reached a crossroads here, everyone has slowed down. So when we're going along today, we will be getting you to measure what distance you think something is and then checking if you're right. Because then tomorrow when you go out, and we have, you haven't got us looking over your shoulders, you'll be able to go, right, well, that distance there, it's whatever metres, we should be able to do that in whatever paces, and then we'll work out whatever time that is as well. So those are your three nav techniques, spawn. I'm here with Miss Sim, hello. Good morning. Uh, so how long have you been involved with DV? Uh, so I've actually been involved with DV um, for uh, quite a long time. Um, probably about 35 years as a participant, as a young leader, uh, now as an assessor and uh, a group leader here at Serbiton. Wow. Uh, and, did, and did you do DV when uh, you were at school? Uh, yes, I did. I did my bronze, I did silver and I did gold. 
so I completed my gold uh, in the year that I graduated um, when I was 21 and I got my award at uh, Holyrood Palace in Edinburgh. Wow. Uh, what sorts of things did you get up to uh, on bronze, silver and gold? Uh, so I grew up in Northumberland, so our expeditions uh, were in our local hills and then from a gold expedition I went over to the Lake District and uh, since then I've had a love of the Lake District and go there as much as I can to uh, explore the hills and the lakes and spend time there. Doing uh, DAV at school, uh, did that foster in you um, like a, a love of nature, a love of hiking, adventuring? Oh, absolutely. Um, where I grew up, uh, there wasn't a lot to do. I was very fortunate that I had a group of teachers who um, ran and managed the Duke of Edinburgh Award, took us away on uh, weekends. And absolutely, since participating in Duke of Edinburgh, it's fostered my love of travel, adventure. Um, my sort of biggest achievement, and really as a lead-on from DV, was uh, climbing Kilimanjaro five years ago. Uh, so I went off to Africa and climbed Mount Kenya, which is Africa's second highest mountain, as a training uh, exercise, and then I did Kilimanjaro the week after. So, definitely a sort of springboard to all sorts of things in life. Uh, and what sort of values, when you look at our students here, uh, you've taken lots and lots of students through a DV programme over the years. Um, what do you notice about how they grow, how they change? It's really fascinating to watch their progression from bronze through to silver and to gold. Um, at bronze, um, for a lot of students, it's quite a shock taking them out of their comfort zone, being outside, being in nature, having to camp, having to cook. And then as they move through the different uh, levels of the ward, they're a lot more independent. You see the, the teamwork, the independence, uh, the resilience on days where it's pouring down with rain. Um, that really shines through um, with Duke of Edinburgh participants. Oh, we've just seen some students uh, make a complete 180. What do you think is going on? Um, so they are just checking where they are, using some um, way markers, having a look at the environment around them. We've got some roads, we've got some fences, we've got fields. Um, they've got a route that they have planned. Um, and this happens uh, quite often when groups are walking along chatting. Um, it's important that they sort of take stock of what's around them and... and uh, look for um, landmarks to help to get them back on track. Yeah, we've actually there's actually a split. So we've got one group that's turned around, and another group that is uh, very carefully consulting their map. Uh, do you have an idea as to which group is right? We're far enough away from them; they won't be uh, they won't be able to hear us. Um, I think what I'd like to see is that once they've kind of worked together and seen where they're meant to go, we've actually got some footpath Hello. markers here as well. Um, so yeah, we'll just see out, see which ones work out and whether or not they make the same decision or whether there are some differences in decisions. Oh, that's great. No. What is it? Okay. No, no, Alice. Alice. Awesome. This is why we're going through this we now. We put it on the way. No, no, but we put it on the bottom of the oh. scale. Like the bottom of the scale of the map, like here, we put it on here, and it's always through here and here. How long What you measured out on the ribbon is 1 to 25,000. Okay, maybe we like a bit. See the difference? Sort of. Yeah, because you were nearly to three. Happy with that? Yeah. Good. Thanks. Do you want your compass? Okay, we're halfway right. through day one, and I'm here with uh, Angie, Holly, Emily, Alice, and Claire. Hello, everyone. Hi. Um, uh, Anki, could you start off, um, what's it been like today? Um, well, it's been raining quite a bit and it's, we've got mud like up to our knees um, and the bags are heavy and we're all very hungry, but it's really fun. You just, you've just had a nice packed lunch? 
Yes, I've just had a, a floppy pocket burrito thing um, and a yogurt. And I've got a trail mix that I made out of Cheerios and Greys in my bag. That sounds great. Um, Holly, what's been the uh, most challenging bit of today? Um, we had to walk through a field with like pretty much knee-deep mud um, about halfway through. And that, that was really difficult because our shoes kept on almost coming off. Emily, what about you? What have you enjoyed about today? Um, it's been it's been a little bit rainy, but it's not been like heavy rain, so we've still been able to sort of get some nice views of the local area and stuff, which has been nice. And Claire, how are you getting along with finding your bearings using maps? Um, it's kind of tricky, but once you get used to it, it's a bit easier. But you also have your team to help you. Have you got lost at all so far today? Not really. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, most, most groups have got a little bewildered at one point or another. Uh, and Alice, um, what's the most important thing you've learned so far today? Um, probably uh, how to survive the rain. Yeah. yeah. Why did you want to do DOV? A lot of the, other than the volunteering, I was already doing sort of something I could do for physical and um, skill. And I think, so I'd already... I was already doing a lot of it, and I think the expedition is really good skills to have to be able to navigate using a map. And, and you're, uh, you're doing silver. Do you think you'll go on to gold after this? I think, well, depending how the expedition goes, but I think so, yeah. Um, does anyone have any sort of adventuring ambitions beyond this? Anyone want to see themselves climbing Everest one day? Well, I have a bucket list with a bunch of random stuff on it, like really crazy stuff like... Um, climb the seven summits, go to Challenger Deep, circumnavigate the world, win the Olympics, a bunch of stuff that's probably never going to happen. But I guess like this is like a step towards it in a way. Uh, DFE, Duke of Edinburgh Award, it's about all the skills of orienteering, um, but it's also about the sort of values and character that you build along the way. What sorts of values do you feel you have already started to develop? Um, probably like resilience and teamwork because if it's really muddy and really rainy it can get quite miserable but it's also like working with your team so you don't get lost. Thank you so much everyone, thank you. Away from there. Straight across the field. I think so. Okay. Um, who's going to be, are we all going to watch Claire fall in the mud? Yes. <laughs> we will laugh, we'll help you up but we will laugh. <laughs> That's the sign of a good friend, Emily. Laugh but help. Yeah, don't just laugh. <laughs> Helping is important. We'll give it a good 10 minutes of laughing yeah. before we pick it up. So, so um, I'm here with Graham Johnson. We're here up at the top of Box Hill. Hello. Hello, good afternoon. Uh, so how has the expedition gone so far today? Uh, really, really well from our point of view. Um, so we started this morning doing uh, things with a little bit more close supervision. Uh, we've seen everybody really get the techniques in place that we, we did the reminder of um, first thing. Um, there's been some excellent navigation, some really good resilience. Uh, we've had some rain to get through, we've had some mud to walk through. Uh, a couple of people have got a little bit navigationally embarrassed, but put themselves right, and that's exactly what practice is all about. We're working in um, what we call a safe-to-fail environment, so if things go wrong, it's not going to go too wrong, and it's all about the strategies of getting back on track, and that's exactly what we've seen this morning, so really good. What do you feel our students' next steps are? Uh, really now it's it's about autonomy in slightly more challenging conditions so it's a step up from bronze so we're now up at the top of Box Hill there's more decision points to be um, to be 
located and, and more decisions to be taken. So what we're doing now as staff is backing off from the groups. Uh, we're tracking remotely, so we're moving towards a, a more remote supervision, which is uh, the conditions that the assessment will be under. And again, we're going to let the girls make their own mistakes and they can figure out how to put it right. So their next stage is to develop that, that autonomy in decision making. So we've just sent them um, uh, beyond Block Box Hill. They're heading towards the campsite. Uh, we're going to catch up with them when they get there. Um, and uh, what happens when they get to the campsite? What, what, in terms of the, they've done their day's worth of hiking, what's their next challenge? OK, so the next job then is to set camp up. Um, obviously, given the weather, then uh, the ground conditions are going to be quite soft. We're not due rain tonight, but hey, this is England, so it can always happen. So what we're looking for now is really good tent pitching technique. And it may sound sort of fussy and you know well anyone can put a tent up but to put uh, put that shelter up efficiently and well um, it involves quite a lot of micro skills and it's coming down to even things like putting tent pegs in at the right angle so that if someone trips over the guy line the peg doesn't come out and therefore flatten your tent it's getting everything nice and tight so that if it does rain the tent sheds the water properly all of these things make for a more comfortable expedition experience so it's just refining those techniques making sure that everyone's as ready as they can be for assessment and once they've got their tents all set up They've got to do some cooking. So what's that going to look like? Yep, pretty much. Or in an ideal world on Expert, then what the groups will learn to do is split the uh, split the task. So some will be getting shelter set up, some collecting fresh water, somebody else starting cooking like that. So it's a real team team effort. So everyone's going to be cooking on Trangia stoves, which we've supplied from school. They've come up with their own menu plan. So this is going to be a bit of a surprise for the staff as well. Um, we as assessors now will be going around the groups, seeing what they've got, in terms of nutrition and we'll be just doing some work around that making sure that when they come to the the full three-day expedition they're carrying sufficient nutrition each night under the dv20 conditions they have to cook a substantial meal so we're going to make sure that they really understand what that is why it's important and then we'll be looking at the food plan and the route uh, planning for the next day so just because they breached the campsite doesn't mean the day's over yeah, one of the nicest things i've uh, as i've been catching up with the students today uh they've talked about the skills they've learned the physical skills of orienteering uh but i've asked them about the the other skills that they've developed and they've all mentioned the exact same three which is uh perseverance resilience and uh teamwork and boosting morale and i just think that's just such a wonderful thing especially as they're not all carrying a tent. They're sharing things between them. Some have the food, some have the tent. And um, it's really nice to see them all developing their teamwork skills all together. Yeah, absolutely. And that really essentially is what the DV expedition module comes down to. It is about how you work with your team and exactly those things that you just mentioned. It's splitting the load. It's, is that fair? How are you going to manage that the next day? Um, and really getting away from that sense of self, I'm doing DV to more towards that sense of we are doing this this expedition together. How do I contribute to the team and therefore how does the team support me in return? That's great. Thank you very much. Thank you. I left our students at the end of the first day. They had met at nine in the morning and they had trained and they'd hiked all the way through until about five in the afternoon where they stopped to pitch their tents in the campsite and then cook their evening meal. The main thing that I learned on my day with our DAV students was the level of teamwork and camaraderie that they developed by doing Duke of Edinburgh. They all said it themselves, resilience and motivation and being there with friends, making new friendships, that was the thing that really got them through. And I really like what Graham said in our interview, that it's not about I am doing DAV, it's that we are doing it together.
Tomorrow, the students will pack up their tents, pack up their equipment, and they'll hike for about another five or six hours, all the way through to the Epsom Commons, where they'll finish their expedition and they'll reflect on their adventure. I hope they will have learned something, and I wish them all the best when they come to do their real silver expedition later this year. I wish them all the best in their future travels, and I hope that Duke of Edinburgh has sparked in them a love of lifelong adventuring. Thank you for joining us. Our show today was produced in-house at Surbiton High School. If there's a topic you'd like covered on the show, you can email us at podcast at surbitonhigh.com. The Surbiton High School podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I've been your host, Anthony Sebastian. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye.